Hello, and welcome back. I've been on a bit of a hiatus for several reasons, and I've really been missing this time of sharing for me. As a teacher at the end of the school year, it brings much chaos and closure and extras, so thanks for bearing with me. I hope you've been able to glean some helpful information from some of my previous episodes. I do strive to talk about subjects that are relevant and maybe sometimes urgent for people. So I'm excited to be back and I'm ready to dive right in. As we finish the school year, I've been thinking a lot about how as teachers we assess and look at the accomplishments of the students. And as a parent, you might be thinking about what your child has learned or maybe even really focused on their final grade. Of course, we all want our kids to be successful. That's a given. We hope they do well. We want to encourage their progress. And so as a result, many of us might resort to different tactics to encourage and foster that that success. And often this can mean giving praise for every little thing that they do and that they do well. So today's podcast is about that word, praise. Most of us are probably grown up hearing good job if we heard any kind of praise at all. And some of you probably recall never hearing anything positive from your parents, maybe only criticism or negative attention. And obviously the way that we were raised directly affects the way we parent our own children. Some parents believe the way they were raised was good enough for them, so it's good enough for their kids. Other people want the exact opposite of their childhood experience for their own kids. So whatever your circumstances, whatever your parenting style, whatever your beliefs about self-esteem and self-worth and praise, I hope you find this topic relevant and possibly it will help you raise your awareness around the words that you are using with your own children. If you were one of those fortunate kids to have parents who recognized your worth, that's great, that's wonderful. But because some people never heard any praise at all and rarely got positive affirmations, when they become parents, they might become overindulgent and want to make sure that they praise and recognize and honor the efforts and accomplishments of their kids. Or maybe you're afraid they won't be motivated unless you goad them on by cheerleading with words of encouragement or, or that kind of thing. Either way... We can learn how to reframe the way we acknowledge their work and success. And so here's here's my idea. If we constantly worry about their lack of motivation, we're not trusting in their innate ability to self-motivate. So by giving them opportunities to choose their interest, by allowing them time and space to accomplish their goals, we are giving them information that says, ultimately, I trust you, I believe in you, I know that you're capable. But if we constantly have to tell them that they're doing a good job, they become dependent on that feedback rather than relying on their own inner drive. Now, of course, some things they'll be required to do that are simply not interesting, and they may take a bit more enticing to help get through, like chores, homework, eating their veggies, things like that. But for the most part, kids are energized, passionate, interested, curious, and resilient. They want to learn. They want to explore. They want to make decisions for themselves. They want to listen to their internal guidance system. 
So if we as the adults in their lives get out of the way and allow them to follow their interests, they will show us some truly amazing stuff. But if we constantly say, good job, every time they eat their peas or scribble on paper or pick up a toy or win a prize, they can possibly become confused and then ultimately lack clarity on what they are capable of doing. Over the years, I've basically just scrubbed those phrases from my vocabulary. The ones like, good job, or good girl, good boy, things like that. I see the confusion in children sometimes, and it's subtle, but it's there. And And I think that if we really start to pay more attention, we will begin to notice the difference in the way that we give feedback to our kids. So to clarify, I'm not opposed to praise and recognition, but what I am is concerned with the overuse and the effect it's having on kids. So of course you might say good job once in a while, either out of habit or because you truly think your child did an amazing job at something. But we have to ask ourselves, What does good look like? What does a good girl do as opposed to a bad girl or a cute girl or a mama's girl? What does it mean to be good or bad? Sometimes we say lying is bad, but then to save face and to prevent hurt feelings, a different time we might promote little white lies as okay. When a child accidentally hits another with a stick, is that being bad? Or is it only when they actually meant to hurt someone? When a child is overly tired and daddy has taken him to the store to get toilet paper because there was no one else to watch the child, and then the child has a meltdown in the store, he simply couldn't handle this stimulation because he really needed to be home in bed. Is that a bad child? Is that child bad? So here are some um, just examples of the arbitrary nature of virtuous words such as good. All children are inherently spiritual beings. This is my belief, and I hope that it doesn't um, seem out of character for this podcast, but I I use spiritual in, in a really deep, connected sense, not in a religious sense. But they're filled with light and love and joy. Some kids manifest it more easily than others, but virtually all kids are born with this inherent love and joy and beauty and grace. And it's simply through conditioning in life that they learn to become hurtful or insensitive or jealous or devious or some of those negative qualities that we consider antisocial. If we expound upon the ways in which we see them being kind and helpful and generous and cooperative, young children will strive to live up to that expectation. In fact, one of my previous episodes is on the ways in which we speak to children and how we basically can plant any seed and nurture it to grow within them. And from that process, we will get some version of what we expect every time. So rather than continue to use the words good and bad, which can possibly add confusion in your child's mind, I'd like to offer you some expanded vocabulary and some enriched words that will hopefully give children more clarity 
and help you to begin to connect with your kids in a different way. It also gives them a deeper understanding of what they have done and then a reference point for future behavior and actions. So here's a, here are just a few examples of a scenario. So here's the first one. Uh, your child picks up all of his toys and puts them where they belong. Instead of saying, oh, good job, you might say, you were able to put all the toys away. That was so helpful. Now they will be safe on the shelf when you want to play with them again. And we can walk through the room without stepping on anything. You're acknowledging the action that happened and the effect on others in the home. This helps give your child definite information. It, it reinforces what the expectation is and the positive outcome that will affect everyone. It also implies that putting things away is a routine part of any day. And when he does it without being told, he's showing responsibility. Or a different way that you might respond, you might say, thank you so much for remembering to put the toys away. That shows me that you really know how to be responsible. So this is just a simpler version, and it gives more subtle information about the assumed expectation of putting things away. It also reinforces how responsibly he was acting and that it's a good thing and ultimately more positivity can come out of that that action of being responsible. So here's a second one. Your child receives an award for her science project and she is beaming. So you might say instead of good job, you might say you worked so hard on that project and all your efforts and focus really paid off. The judges must have noticed your dedication too. I can tell you feel proud and happy about your accomplishments. Or maybe you say, it's such a good feeling to receive recognition for all your focus and hard work. You look like you're enjoying the feeling of a job well done and of a wonderful accomplishment. Congratulations. These statements reflect back to the child her work effort, her focus, her dedication. This gives her an opportunity to really understand that great things come from focusing on your mission and making a decision to stay the course, even when it feels challenging. You also, in this time, reflect back to her the joy she might be feeling and that it's okay to bask in the pride of accomplishment. Also, importantly here, we want her to notice the feeling of accomplishment rather than the short-term sensation of that winning or getting a prize. Those are just merely fleeting external happenings that really don't give your child a true awareness of their inner process and their inner capabilities. So here's another one. Your child is able to finish a, a complex puzzle by himself. So your response, instead of good job, might be, even though it took you several minutes or hours, you were able to complete that all by yourself. Way to go. I noticed you didn't give up even when it got hard. Or maybe you say, I saw you really studying the pieces and you figured out how to sort them so it would be easier to find where they go. You were really able to use some critical thinking skills and do some problem solving. That is so important to learn. So this really was 
just simply giving an observation. And it helps your child see their process and learn to engage in those ways again in the future. He'll be able to expand on critical thinking, and as he experiences a new challenge down the road, he'll be able to apply those skills again. So this, these are really essential skills in life, and kids need to be exposed to challenges as well as be, be given the tools to, to solve them. So we don't want to just stick kids in a challenging situation and not give them any help at all, but we also want to sort of propose ways in which they can solve their own problems. So here's, a, here's another one. Your child helps grandma carry her groceries into the house without being asked. So one thing you might say is, when you help older people, you're showing respect and honor to them. That was so kind and helpful for you to carry her groceries because you know it is hard for her to walk with her cane and carry something at the same time. Or you could say, I know Grammy really appreciated your help today. Thank you for helping her without anyone asking you to do that. You have a very kind heart. So this is recognizing his ability to help without being asked. And it helps him see his character. and gives him a sense of philanthropy as a young person. So when you acknowledge that being helpful is honorable, it gives your child an awareness that humanity is rooted in lifting others up and that connections with others are the basis for happiness and fulfillment. So these are just a few examples that hopefully will give you some new language, some specific kinds of dialogue, and ways to recognize and praise without giving that kind of good job scenario. As an added benefit, um, you know, using this expanded vocabulary translates to an enriched vocabulary for children as well. By minimizing the phrase, good job, and instead recognizing their actions and their behavior, your children will better understand the ramifications of their behavior, either positive or negative, and they will gain a deeper understanding of their capabilities. And hopefully, they'll learn to persist and persevere even when things become challenging. Children will look within themselves. They look deep within themselves for their interests, their passions, their drive, and their focus. And that, is, that will happen the more that we step back, the more that we stop interfering, the more that we stop giving the superficial kind of, of praise that, that we, I've talked about. And this will then ultimately guide kids to a more independent, confident, and successful future. So I just want to close by saying, be easy with yourself as a parent or an, an adult caregiver. As you learn these new ways of communicating, especially if they are brand new to you and you've not really had any practice with it, um, you, you can just give yourself grace. It's okay if you still say good job, um, if that's your preference, but these are just some ways to kind of guide you to a new type of interaction, a new way to, to praise without actually um, making it seem superficial and on the surface. So I'd just like to say thanks for listening. Um, you can't get it wrong. It only gets better with practice. 
And you will, I think, notice a difference in your children because they are going to respond in ways that are are going to be pretty amazing to you. So again, thanks for listening and I will talk to you next time.